Hey guys, um, Craig here. Wanted to pop in before the episode started to let you know that Alex's audio isn't exactly the greatest this time around. We think his webcam microphone recorded this episode instead of his actual microphone. It's definitely still listenable. We wouldn't be putting out this episode if it wasn't, but there are definitely spots where the audio is better than in other places. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time, next week, uh, it'll be back to normal. It'll be all good. So enjoy the episode. Hello, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. We are getting close to the end of the year, but more importantly, we're getting close to the end of the semester. So a lot of college students right now I know are freaking out because it's finals weeks or final week just happened. So I just want you to know that here at Permanent Good, we do not sympathize with you. Like at all. Like yeah. come on, just get better already. Yeah, I don't I don't feel your pain. I really don't. Um, but I can pretend. Here's what it, here's what it'd be like for me if I if I was pretending to feel your pain. Um and it's gonna sound like small talk, that's because it is. Oh that man, that really sucks. What what class are you what class are you worried about? Have you have you been studying like all week? Oh, that's nuts. Oh, that's so crazy. I'm sure you're going to do super well then. Okay, so now that I've done that for you, we don't need to have that conversation anymore. <laughs> now we can talk about yeah. stuff that's interesting to both of us. Or, as I know many college students do, don't talk to anybody during finals week. Totally appropriate. And then just talk to us when it's over. And Alex is coming from a position of having never had to experience college finals week. Nope. I'm coming from a position of never caring about college finals week you know all of my friends were the very like all right we're gonna study for three hours for this class three hours for this class three hours for this class and i'm like if i know it i know it if i don't i don't which is a very dangerous mindset i think however i've gotten this far yeah (laughs) you made it sound like this is a cautionary tale of this is what happens when you don't you want to you be on with me doing a podcast with a guy who never went to college? This is what it looks like when you don't study. Listen, I think we are... It's cautionary if you want it to be. You've listened to 13 episodes of who we are now. And if these are the kinds of people that you're willing to become like, if you think, oh, these are admirable people, I'm okay with becoming like them. Don't worry, don't worry about your finals. Don't worry about your finals. Here's the thing. I'm I'm not against testing. I'm not against standardized testing. Because I think there needs to be a way of like, here's what you know. You know, like, I don't think there's doctors that should be out there like, oh, yeah, I went to school. Never got tested on material, though. Like, life is my test. However. I know it, Pinky Promise. Yeah. I'm also of the mindset of, Dude, if you if you didn't pay attention in class, if you were lost up to this point, finals is going to be rough. But if you've been paying attention, finals should be good. And guess what, professors? I know we have a couple of you that listen. If paying attention to your class was not good enough to pass your final, you suck. They shouldn't have. There should be no extra work. Let's put it this way, then. Let's put it this way. If paying attention in your class was not enough to pass the final, you need to change your definition of what your final is. No, I like attacking them as a person. Okay. Change your definition of a final and you suck. Check in with me in five years. I'll see if you had any personal growth and we'll reevaluate. For the next five years, you suck. And that's not on me, bro. That's on you. I'm just going to add educators to our ever-growing list of people that we've personally attacked for literally no reason. Yeah. Um, And 
I'm sure that list will be a mile long by the end of the year. Yeah, which is only like two more weeks. Which is only two more weeks. And I have confidence in, let's be honest, mostly you, that you are going to find all sorts of people who you're willing to spew your mouth garbage towards. Oh, 100%. 100%. Speaking of spewing mouth garbage, would you like to talk about the movie? All right, here we go. Craig, this week's movie was Secret Window. came out in 2004. It's part of our December theme we have going on, okay? Celebration, almost. Yeah. I would call it a December celebration. I need you to promise that you're not going to defend this movie. I can make no such promises. Craig, I am sick and tired of coming off like the bad guy. Who hates everything we watch. But good grief, this okay, movie. Hold on, hold on. Before you say raw. another word. Before you say another word. Before you say another word. Hey, if you don't want to listen to our movie discussion, here's the time code right here. However, we just gave you a very juicy teaser. This is what most of our movie discussions are like. So, uh, here's your time code if you want to skip to uh, the after the movie conversation. Time code here. Time code 31 minutes all right you can continue yelling now dude this freaking movie bro here's the thing this movie obviously came out in 2004 so yeah obviously came out in 2004 um also it is one of the most tropiest movies i've ever seen and the, and the thing is is like that's not what made it a bad movie okay because i've seen tropey movies I've seen bad movies, and sometimes the bad movies have tropes. Sometimes I've seen a lot of tropey movies that weren't good movies. But this movie was a roller coaster of roughness. I'm going to let you get some stuff off your chest before I go in. So I feel very neutral about this movie. I didn't think this movie was super great. I didn't think this movie was super bad. I enjoyed watching it. However, again... It's kind of like how you felt about Gilbert Grape. I'm good not coming back to this movie for a decade. You know? Yep. There were interesting things about it. I think it did certain things very well. However, it definitely dropped the ball in a lot of aspects. I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, first things first. Like, I'll say, in terms of, like, acting goes, um... Johnny Depp outacted Shooter in every scene they were in. Like, I'm very generous when it comes to judging people's acting. Like, if um somebody doesn't do too well in a scene, like, I- I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to that. However, every time Johnny Depp and Shooter interacted, it was just, all right, here's Johnny Depp acting the crap out of his character and then shooter standing there with his hands in his pockets with you know some obviously fake southern accent that i just could not connect to dude i this is i got a controversial opinion as is most of my opinions i think johnny jepp shouldn't have done this movie for a couple reasons one he's better than this okay um two i don't think this is good for him I don't think this is a good representation of the kind of movies he does. I think there was someone else they could have found better for that character. I don't think he is a good Mort. Also, horrible name of a character, by the way. Mort. Very, very bad. Horrible name. And I'm like, oh, Mort has to be, you know, it's obviously short for something. Hey, you know what it's short for? Morton. Morton. Just as bad, if not worse, of a name. In regards to your point, I'm very bad at casting people. I am very bad at making fan casts or like if I was ever a casting director, I feel like I would just be the worst at that job. So I am not a good judge as to who I think should and should not play a character. I enjoyed Johnny Depp's performance in this movie. I think it was definitely one of the movie's redeeming qualities. So I don't care really one way or another if he was or was not in this movie. 
Yeah, I think he just made a recluse look too much like a hipster. So I'm like, there was parts where I'm like, I'm supposed to feel bad for this guy because he's sleeping through the whole day. He's not getting much accomplished. He's wearing half ripped clothes. But because it's Johnny Depp playing this character, we're like, oh, he did that on purpose. Because Johnny Depp in real life is a hipster. Johnny Depp in real life wears a bunch of jewelry, bracelets, ripped clothing for fashion. The big hat he wears um, for fashion. So when you put it on, he like looks like Johnny Depp, like the real person. So what's frustrating to me is I'm like, was he, he like that? that in 2004? Yeah, was he like that in 2004? Uh, yeah, it, w- it wasn't as bad. Okay, but like it was, I want to say as bad, like it's a bad thing. It wasn't as pronounced, maybe, but he was still like that. So when you put all that stuff on, I'm like, oh, he's just Johnny Depp. Or when he's waking up late and his hair's crazy, or his hair is dyed, and he's putting on glasses. I'm like, he just looks like Johnny Depp. But if you were to put a, a person or an actor we're not used to seeing in that. It's going to look like he's disheveled. It's going to look like he's a recluse. It's going to look like he drinks, talks to himself, has a weird relationship with the maid, all that stuff. And I think that it just didn't fit what he was trying to go for. Yeah. The maid who, by the way, never comes back. Yeah. She super is in weird. Don't know why. One section. She is in one section of the movie. And I use the term section generously. Like. She's in the she's in the first 20 minutes and that's all you see of her. That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves in terms of movie tropes is introducing characters that are very obviously close to somebody in their life and then they only show up in the beginning or only show up at the end. Like they're only in certain parts of the movie or rather only in one part of the movie when they should very clearly be in more. Yeah, it was just so weird seeing that. And the thing is, 20 minutes in this movie, I'm like, oh, first of all, the dialogue is off. It's just weird. Um, the characters they're introducing introducing are weird. The And by weird, I'm not saying, like, they are acting weird. Because they're trying to act normal. It's just coming off as unnatural. Okay how every how everything is being interacted with the house the costume um introduction of john shooter all of it just comes off weird like off-putting like this doesn't seem right um some of the shots are different can i ask what character made you think that the acting was just unnatural because i have an answer and i'm curious if it's the same answer for you i was the whole dude the whole movie miss garvey when he's like, he's trying to smoke. She's like, do you smoke? No. Do you smoke? No. But she keeps coming back up. It was just weird. That was uncomfortable. But with the nail in the coffin, about 22 minutes in, he goes to see the sheriff. Yep. Yeah. That was my answer. The interaction with the sheriff felt so weird. The uh, Yeah. I do uh, I do some needlepoint because it's good for my arthritis. Why? It's like, cool. Character quirk. Whatever. Yeah. I think it was like a whatever character quirk. What I didn't like about that interaction was it felt like the sheriff was like, should have been on his side. Obviously, like Johnny Depp's like, all right, I have a description. I have a description of his car. I have what his license plate starts with. Like, I'm bringing you all this information. I really need you to help me here. And the sheriff's just like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, What? Excuse me? What? Hello? Look into it, bro. Pretend like you care. First of all, a sheriff is a voted position. You might want to pretend like you care. Even if you're not going to do anything, do nothing for a week and be like, hey, we looked into it. Looks like you're good. You know? Or something. But it's, it's an electric position. You should probably pretend like you care. It was just weird. That was like one of the many acting things. I'm just like, oh, this comes off super weird. The line I wrote down was at the beginning when they're kind of doing the flashback scenes and his wife pushes the cab to the side and she says, it's a secret window. Hey, thanks for that title drop. Oh, yeah. Also, it's not a secret window if we can see it from the outside, girl. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like the entirety of like up until we saw the window and a little bit afterwards, I was just thinking about the title like secret window. Like, no, like. Maybe, like, a hidden window. Maybe, like, you know, like, a little bit of a covered window. 
But like secret window seems kind of counterproductive to say the least. I'm I'm frustrated. Frustrated? I didn't like it. Um, dude, it here's the thing. It was based off of a Stephen King short story, right? And then someone else wrote the screenplay. I don't know if the original thing was bad. I can guarantee the screenplay was bad because I watched it. But a lot <laughs> of it just didn't translate at all. Now, do you want to get into spoilers? I would love to jump into spoilers. So if you want to watch this movie, I think it's a good enough movie to where you can definitely... It's not a waste of your time, and it's definitely worth like comparing your opinion to our opinions. I think if you've stuck around this long, you should definitely watch this movie. Uh, maybe don't pay for it. Maybe get it from your library. But regardless, if you want to skip ahead, don't want to hear the spoiler part, this is the time code once more. Time code, 31 minutes. All right, go for it. All right, I'm sick and tired of these tropes, bro. And they're the big ones. I don't care anymore. I don't care. The it was all a dream trope, the dead all along trope, and this, the main character was the bad guy all along trope. Those three things can die and never be used again. I don't care anymore. Because what happens is, halfway through the movie, you run all three of those by and be like, well, oh, does this hold up? Does, is this all a dream? Probably not. He slept. So that's probably weird. Was he dead all along? Well, not really. That would make sense. So he's probably the one doing it. No one else can see this guy. Yeah, it holds up that he's the one doing it. It was so easy, bro. I have mentioned this before. I let movies take me for a ride. I do not like thinking ahead as to where the plot could go. So I was not thinking of the tropes. I was not thinking of the possible plot twists. So I did not see this plot twist coming. However, once it happened and the reveal happened, I was oh so very disappointed. I'm like, that's it? That's that's what we're working with right now? I mean, I guess if you want movie, you could do that. Dude, it was it was annoying. Macy guessed it like 30 minutes in. As soon as she said it, I'm like, well, freaking obviously. Obviously, it holds up. There's like three tropes everybody uses. I already named them. It was super annoying. Also, this movie made me focus on things that didn't matter. I think in an effort, like red herrings to throw me off. Like when he was trying to push the um, the vehicle into the water, it took his watch with him. Oh, Why? yeah. Why does that matter? Well, because my mom watched about half this movie with me. And she said the same thing. Like, oh, that watch is going to tie him to the vehicle. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then nobody asks about it ever again. Yeah, but I didn't think that because I'm like, you know what else can time to the vehicle? The hatchet, the screwdriver, the fact that both those people know him, the fact that that's his private investigator, the fact that he's been, dude, it, it, obviously this guy's gonna be suspect number one. Okay? Like, that didn't make sense to me. It just, like, it was so annoying. The, it's, there's a trope. It's, it's not really a trope, it's just a mes- method of storytelling, just called the unreliable narrator. Where the narrator can give you false information and you have to kind of go back and second guess, wait, was this false information, fake information? Is the stuff we're supposed to believe is true? And the protagonist finds out it's not true. This is one of those situations. But the unreliable part of the narrator was the fact that he was around sometimes, not around other times. It was so annoying. I'm like, are we going to have a narrator or not? The part that annoyed me the most was Ted. Oh my god. Ted like, can they obviously, die in a hole. They obviously had Ted around as a red herring because they purposely made him annoying. They purposely made him you know, a jerk towards Mort. But they did it in such a way where I did not want to see him during this movie. Like, even if your character is a jerk or annoying they still need to be presentable and they still want to make me not turn off this movie ted had no right being in literally any scene with mort he was there at the burned house and he was unnecessarily aggressive like hey ted hey dude 
This guy just lost his house? And, hey, maybe don't be mean to him right now? Hey, Ted? And then... He was like, that scene where he was trying to look at the claimed possessions and they were making no effort to include him in it. Like, oh my god. I, I, mm It was so uncomfortable. And the thing is, is the writing wasn't good enough to be like, oh, it was uncomfortable on purpose. No, it was just bad. The amount of, I've never heard rubber, the word rubbernecking so much in my life. Yeah. Also, that whole dialogue was so weird, bro. I'm going to go take a walk around the block. Why don't you make it two, Ted? Who? What? Yeah. <laughs> this is a movie. You have weeks to write lines. You don't need to come up within a spot. Johnny Depp, if you improvise that, shame on you. But if they told you to write on that, if they told you to say that, hey, David Cope, who wrote the screenplay for this, shame on you. Because that was disgusting. I hated that so much. Also, their half-baked approach of trying to make us think that Ted was the one who did this, I don't know a single person who believed that. Everyone's like, oh, it's so obviously not Ted. And his private investigator was like, oh, just so you know, it's totally possible that they hired somebody else to do it. And now they're overcommitted. Yeah, no one believes that. That they're offering red herrings. That are like so obviously not the real thing. I'm like, this is just lazy writing. Like when the private investigator said that, when he was like, now they can't get out. I'm like, can't they though? Can't they though? I really feel like they could if they wanted to, you know? Dude, it was so dumb. So dumb. So the method of storytelling that frustrated me the most, this guy's phone was always ringing every time he walked into his house. His phone was conveniently ringing for the next plot point to present itself. Dude, so lazy and so bad. You could predict that, oh, it's about time for another phone call. Yep, yep, here's the next phone call. In regards to Shooter, again, I did not like the way his character was portrayed physically and then Mm -hmm. i found shooter way more intimidating when he was not on screen like when chica is stabbed with the screwdriver like my like yeah i was like yo this shooter's guy this shooter guy is nuts like i totally understand why mort is afraid of this shooter guy and then they would have a physical conversation, and I'm like, oh, I don't care about this guy anymore. Ah, I'm yeah, over what, him. What led me to be like, oh, this is all BS, is he hired a private investigator to search his house because he was too scared to go in and watch and make sure the shooter wasn't in there. Right? Second, the guy leaves. He's out to go for a smoke. Shooter sneaks up behind him, and he goes, hey, Mort. He goes, hi, shooter. And I'm like, why aren't you freaking out right now? Because you hired a guy for five, 500 bucks a day. To make sure this guy wasn't at your house. And then the second he leaves, this guy shows up and you're not freaking out. Also, the amount of times a shovel was used as a weapon in this movie is about way Comical. too much. It is, it is laughable, bro. Laughable. What is going on? Dude, it was just So, bad. I think this movie could have been fixed. So much about this movie could have been fixed if John Shooter was not a physical character. Like, if they had, if instead of having physical interactions, they, like, he was getting threatening letters, and, you know, he had to purse the threat through Scribe or whatever. Like, I feel like that could have been so much better in terms of character interaction, and then the plot twist, and then the plot twist would make way more sense, because then we didn't have a physical entity to compare it to. I just, I think the physical character of John Shooter dragged this movie down so much. I think it would have been okay if the guy would have been portrayed better. The, I don't know. The accent was crazy. The the appearance was weird. Um, and that this dude, the dialogue was trash. But I think like 
the whole point of having a physical that guy there so that the audience believed what he was seeing was real. Because I think if you didn't see him, you wouldn't believe him. So we needed to see him to know he was real. Except when we saw him, we're like, oh, yeah, I'm not scared of this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not... But when you don't see him, he's burning down houses. Exactly, yeah. And threatening, yeah. So I'm like, it's just like, dude, I don't know if it was, dude, I'm, I'm convinced the casting might have been a little whack, but the dialogue and the screenplay was trash. Okay? I'm not on board with this at all. I'm going to say two words, and you're going to tell me the scene that you think of. Shoehorned. Dude, uh, the whole thing is shoehorned. What are you talking about? Okay, here's a couple. A couple things that come to my mind. Shoehorned. Um, after the insurance meeting, right, where um, Mort and Amy are walking out, he goes, did you tell anybody that I plagiarized that one stuff? That one time? No, just me and you and the lawyer. Oh, yeah. She goes, yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, by the way, that's not freaking relevant, by the way. Hey, number one rule of storytelling, tell me relevant details, because that was never relevant. What's relevant is the fact that he's done it before, kind of, but we need to stop touching on that. Okay? So that was... Because that's all they did. They talked about it more than once, but never went into detail about it, and it was never important. Yeah. But anyway, continue. Yeah, shoehorned comes up to me like, oh, Ted's like, oh, what do you know? I've got timing. First of all, dumb. And he mm-hmm. goes, can you wait here for a second? I'm going to go for a walk. We'll be back in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, right. This is going to be completely stupid. Couldn't care less. All right. So that's shoehorn number one. Shoehorn two is when Amy's like, I'm going to go over to his house. He goes, I need to come with you. I'm going to go. Right? And then she leaves. And then he's like, there's like a two-minute scene. He goes, I'm going anyway. And there's also like a weird bit where he's punching things and he's hurting his hand. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. So that's shoe well, one too. It was because, I mean, the reason he hurt his hand was because he had already tried to punch Johnny Depp and then broke his hand on the car window. So that was right. the same hand that he punched the support beam with. I thought that was funny watching him hurt himself again. Um, but also, like, why but that's is, that, just is, this thing, is this movie supposed to be funny? What are we doing here? Because you have it listed have bits as of a drama mystery thriller. What's going on? So the scene that I thought was the most shoehorned was mm-hmm. when she was crying on her bed, calling Johnny Depp, being like, do you think things would have been different if we hadn't lost the baby? You hadn't lost the what? Yeah, the, Dude, I laughed. The, the I what? laughed out loud, bro. Uh, that's the only time in my life, and probably be the last time I ever laugh about a miscarriage, but I laughed so hard. I'm like, oh, so act three, you lost a baby. Yeah, I'm like, hey, if happening? this was important, hey, hey, movie, if this was important, why didn't you tell us this sooner? Hey, movie, this is kind of important. I laughed so hard, because Johnny Depp was like, What? <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm like, exactly, Johnny Depp. That's the that's what you should be thinking. Because right now the house burned down. You had an argument about this woman in front of the guy cheated on you with. And your life is falling apart. And then she calls you about a miscarriage that was not covered for the first hour and ten minutes of the movie. Your response should be, hey, woman, what the heck are you on? What's wrong with you? What's the point of this? I was totally on board with Johnny, Johnny Depp. I thought the transition of like the way he came up with the name shooter was because it sounded like shoot her oh mm, that ooh, i was not a fan of that that was bad that was really bad how we had shooter scribbled across all the long yeah he doesn't even shoot him no it's very bad so final notes um this movie had and this movie had like the essence of a good movie like sprinkled throughout there like like i really thought like him uncovering his dog was like if they could have like kept that tone throughout the rest of the movie like it would have been a much better thriller but like i was not worried about anything Craig, are you telling me you weren't thrilled alex i'm telling you i wasn't exactly thrilled so 
I was gonna give this movie a kind of higher rating when we went into this conversation, but now that we've been talking about it for 30 minutes, I kind of don't like a lot of this movie. And I'm giving if I'm and I'm giving it more credit than it deserves because there are inklings of good things that could have sprouted. I'm giving this a flat six. I'm giving it a five oh. Yeah. A five oh. I think I that was makes leaning sense. towards high four, but I will give it the benefit of the doubt because I'm gonna say that in two thousand four, maybe a lot of these tropes of all a dream, dead all along, the protagonist was actually the bad guy. I'm gonna assume that those weren't tropes. Still, Enola Holmes was better than this movie. I would watch <laughs> Enola Holmes two more times before I watched this movie once. Yeah, so overall, Secret Window, not great. Not great. Not great. Some might even say it's short. not bad. But it's It is short. short. I appreciate short movies, no matter how bad they are. Um, all yeah, right. Audience, do Anything with that else? information what you will. No, that's it, man. That's all I got. All right, then let's move on to welcoming back our non-movie people. Welcome back. And then we're going to move on to our improv segment after I take a sip of water. Jeez, slurp a little louder, will you? (laughs) Good grief. Half of our audience just got really impressed. This improv segment is called No But. You know, the rule of comedy is always yes and. You know, you want to make sure that the scene continues to move however we're not gonna do that this time we're gonna do a scene where everything that could be answered with yes and let's continue it's gonna be no but i think it should be this very simple we'll probably Mm -hmm. do like two little scenes about this sure let's do it would you like to maybe make some sort of setting for us sure um we're in a prison and you can be the guard, and I'm an inmate. It's okay. Middle of the night. Hey, what are you still doing up? Listen, man, my roommate is a serial killer. I shouldn't even be in here. How am I supposed to sleep next to this guy? Um, you don't have a roommate. Yeah, okay. That's what they tell me, all right? But they also tell me I'm schizophrenic. Obviously, that's not true. No one has told you that. I've been to all your medical appointments. No one has told you that. Okay, first of all, the voices tell me that. And why would I be faking schizophrenic? Is it so I can get out of prison early? Um, Is it maybe so I can be moved to a psych hospital? Maybe. But who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. We're not even in a pri- in a prison. We are in an Olive Garden, actually. Well, um, did we do mushrooms earlier? LSD, acid, something um, hard, right? You did a drug, and we watched you stumbling through the front door by yourself. Um, why? Is this my table? Who are you? None of this is your table. The cops are on their way. The co- Wait. Wait, what? First of all, okay, um, it's an olive garden. Let me have something, okay? Um, two, I don't even know you. Why would you call the cops on me? You do know me. We went to high school together. Were it cool? Why would you? But you called the cops on me. So, did I I didn't you? call what, the cops on what you. What did I do to deserve this? No one has now called I'm the cops really on you. What are you freaking what out about? Where am I? Who are you? Cox gun. (laughs) All right. That made me schizophrenic. I'm like, wait, didn't you just say? (laughs) We gotta, we we gotta have a hard pivot somewhere. Get us out of, get us out of, get us out of the prison. All of a sudden, we're in an Olive Garden. I'm just talking to a stranger. What the heck? All right. Do you want to pick? I'm not. I'm gonna do my best to make you not sound like a mental patient. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited to hear your interpretation of what "no but" means. Okay. Because sure. we did not come up with concrete rules. Concrete. All right. Shooting for... All right. What, where are we doing this thing? So you are causing a scene 
at the Walmart checkout line, and I'm the cashier that has been bestowed upon you. I'm calling a scene at a Walmart checkout, uh, where all scenes start, and most of them don't end. All right. What's what's your name? Rob? Rob? Uh, It's Timothy. All right. Well, listen here, Timothy. Okay? I didn't come to Target. To check out um, my own stuff. You work uh, this for is me, a Walmart- Timothy. Uh, um, no, I, actually, first I of all, for... What's that? Okay, first of all, don't believe you, okay? Who are you to tell me where I'm at? I'm the one who saw the outside of this building. You just work here. Two, I'm not using a self-checkout in your store. I don't work for you. No one's asked you to do that. You're in lane 13. That's... That you're in a normal checkout lane. It's an express lane. And you you don't... You have a few enough items. You can just come through. It's not that big a deal. Timothy, are you... Are you getting frustrated with me? I'm actually not. Angry, this kind of mis- Timothy? I'm not. Actually, what are you trying to start mis- something? I'll tell you, actually- Timothy. I have two felonies. And I'm about to commit a third if you don't stop raising your voice. I apologize. Why are you trying to cause keep- a scene here, Timothy? You want to know what? You want to cause a scene? I, Timothy, God of Walmart cash registers, will cause a scene. That's what I'm talking about. Thank you for lowering your voice. Here's the thing, Timothy. Are you married? I am. Well, that's a surprise for all of us. Here's the thing, Timothy. I don't know what it took to get to this manager position that you claim to have here, that you keep rubbing I'm your face. I'm not a manager. But, um, here's the thing at... Target. Um, the customer's always right. All right, and I think it's time that you cared a little bit about your job and helped me out. Listen, everyone knows that the phrase "the customer is always right" is supposed to refer to the taste that they like and not how they treat fast people workers. Yeah. What's your name, Timothy? Yeah, Timothy. My What's name is Angus. Ang. What are you, beef? I think we're just yes! going to scene there. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I had to lean so far away so I could continue yelling. <laughs> uh, I think I spiked, I spiked the mic quite a few times, so good luck. That's all good. that in post. That was something. A little bit of something. <laughs> yeah, it was something. There's a, it was a little bit of something. A particular, yeah, there's a particular part of our audience that loves it when we get aggravated and yell. So uh, if that's your thing, you're welcome. Um, and if it's not your thing, uh, good. We're moving on to our middle segment. Um, we're coming back, baby. We're coming back to whose tagline is it anyway? Oh my gosh. Let's see if I can do any better. So this is a game where I present to Alex three movie taglines that I have retrieved off of the website imdb.com. And I give him two real ones. And a fake one, and he has to decipher which one is real and which one I have made up. Are you ready? I've never been more ready. Here's your first set. Okay. Bad boys for life. Ride together, die together. Great movie, by the way. Jumanji, the next level. And the tagline is, the next level. Okay. This next one is for Project Power. A hero for five minutes, a cop for all the rest. Okay, what's that last one again? Project Power. A hero for five minutes, a cop for all the rest. A hero for five minutes, a cop for all the rest. Yeah, it's definitely that one, bro. I've watched Bad Movies for Life, Bad Bad Boys for Life. I saw that in theaters. I know that one's real. Um, next level, obviously. So it's definitely that one. Yeah, I I made that one up. You saw that, right? So congrats. Project Power? Yeah. It was our first beta episode movie. movie. Yeah, very bad. Um, (laughs) all right. Next batch. The Great Gatsby. Can't repeat the past? Of course he can. Wait, what? Inception. Okay, I'll say it again. Can't repeat the past. Of course you can. 
Bet. Yeah, that's it. That's okay. what is that is what I have written down on my little notes. All right, mm-hmm. then Inception. This July, dreams will come true. And then for the Aviator, for some men, the sky's the limit, but for him, it was just the beginning. Mm. Can I hear the second one again? This is for Inception. Yeah. This July, dreams will come true. Okay, it's that one. What makes you say that? Um, Gatsby, I'm sure, had a bunch of taglines. I think you just picked the most ridiculous one to throw me off. Um, the I one check seems these. legit. Just for what it's worth, I check these taglines on my phone, and you don't get to choose. Like, you don't get to see all the taglines. It just presents one to you, and that's the one. It's like, this is it. This is the tagline. So yeah, I, I don't scroll through multiple taglines. I think you're trying to throw me off on that one. I'm going to say Aviator seems legit. That's a long movie to sit through. Um, but it seems legit. So I'm going to go second one. Inception was the fake one. Bro. Quiz me on some Leonardo DiCaprio. That's my boy. Next set. Aquaman. Home is calling. Next is Shazam. He's not a kid anymore. Okay. And then finally we have Wonder Woman. Power. Grace. Wisdom. Wonder. It's the first one. Not Shaz- kidding. Uh, that's, Shazam that's or Aquaman? Aquaman. 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 Home is calling. Yeah. That's not legit. Shazam is the fake one. Are you serious? He's not I'm kidding. I'm dead well, serious. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, the original tagline is like, want to save the world? Just say the magic word. Oh, those are both good, though. Those yeah. are both good. All right. Final batch. Uh, some Disney movies. The first one is for Beauty and the Beast. Love okay. tames all. Oh, that's the- gross. I hope that's not true. <laughs> then we have Hercules. A comedy of epic proportions. Also, and then finally we have the Little Mermaid, and the tagline is simply "See it," but "C" is spelt "S-E-A." Okay, first of all, these are all trash. Um, Yes, they are. They're all very, very bad. Um, God, I wish. No, uh, no. It's just one of them, unfortunately. Okay. Dude, those are so bad. I don't even... I'm going to say Aladdin. Um, no, I'm not. I didn't even say I Aladdin. I, <laughs> I, I didn't even one? say Aladdin. What was your second one? Hercules. A comedy of epic... It was Hercules. Dude, you said Hercules. I, I heard Aladdin. I don't know what happened. Am I having a stroke? <laughs> um... Okay, that one makes so a lot more sense. So now that you know that it's Hercules, that. are you more or less convinced? That makes a lot more sense. Um, what's the first one? Beauty and Beast. Oh, love tames all. Love and taming and blah. Um, dude, that's so gross. I think you made that one up because it sounds better than the other ones. I must think if you're gonna make up one, it's gotta sound legit. And I think you would have come up with that one. So I'm gonna say. It's the last one. The last one's the fake one. Wait, 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 wait. The Little Mermaid? Wait, 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 wait. No, Beauty and the Beast is a fake one. I think that one sounds better than the other ones, and you made it up. Beauty and the Beast. You are correct. Beauty and the Beast was the fake tagline. Alex, you went three for four on this one. This was significantly better than the last time we played this game. I'm leveling up. I am leveling up. Like Jumanji. I just have to think about, like, if I were Craig, what would I do? Also, I've seen like a lot of those movies you're talking about, and I don't. Sometimes I pay attention to taglines, but if I know what the movie's about, like Bad Boys, um, Ride Together, Die Together, that's like prevalent through all the movies. So I'm like, there's no way he made that up. I know he didn't watch those movies, but I'm getting better. Yeah, it's also very large on the movie poster. So if you remember the right. movie poster at all, it fits. That's legit, man. All right, that's legit. Good yeah, job. Yeah. So that, that was. was- uh, round two of whose tagline is it anyway? 
Alex, would you like to bring forth the one-hit wonder? Okay. In typical fashion of the one-hit wonder, I came up with it less than five minutes of starting the podcast. It was actually 60 seconds. Um, I had an idea going in, but this one um, just came to me. And I have no idea what it's going to be like. And it's probably not going to be good, which is why it's the one-hit wonder. It's called Fake Secrets, a podcast expose. And all we do, Greg, is tell each other fake secrets. Secrets we haven't told anybody else, mostly because they're not true. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's just make some stuff up. Um, I'll start. Um, my fake secret is fish scare me. And only the ones without teeth. I'm scared that every time I go in the water, something's going to come up and suck my toes. And that is possibly the most scary thing I can imagine. Hey, Alex. Yeah. Um, my fake secret is I only upload my side of the audio to the podcast feed. Oh, jeez. I don't even no like, so I don't even... Yeah, every time you send me your audio, I just I just put it right in the trash. It's just my side of the audio. I don't even edit it or anything. My fake secret is that um, I married a redhead in hopes that she was 100% Irish. When I found out that most of it was British and a little bit of uh, German, I wanted to get a divorce. But we're staying together for the kid. My fake secret is I haven't worn jeans in 12 years. It's just that no one's caught on yet. I don't have a reason. I just haven't. <laughs> um, my fake secret is I dye my hair this color. I'm actually um, naturally blonde, but I thought I'd be judged from, you know, the entire world for people thinking I dyed my hair blonde. So I decided to dye it black. To deal with less questions. My fake secret. This is a very lame fake secret, but I, I kind of need to get it out there. Mm-hmm. I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet. I'm a I'm a walk into Walmart on Christmas 24th, Christmas 24th on December 24th yeah. and just grab the first three things I see for my mom, dad and my brother, respectively. My fake secret is my legs are naturally hairless so instead of embracing that part of my body i grow a mustache shave it and glue it to my legs my fake secret is i was actually the one in the military not you um we knocked you unconscious and incepted you every time you thought you had to go into work or go to duty and i went for you in your stead my fake secret is that I was adopted by my family, my real family, from the Jordan family. So my older brother is actually Michael B. Jordan. But because his mom put me up for adoption, I never get to see him, my real brother. My fake secret is I am Charlie D'Amelio. I have 100 million followers on TikTok. Yes. Yes. Follow me. Follow me. Make it two million. Two hundred million. How do you how did you keep that a secret? You've never seen my face on the from the podcast. I mean you have, but like it's a very <laughs> well kept secret. I go through drastic drastic wardrobe changes whenever it's time to film. My fake secret is that Anola Holmes is actually my favorite movie and Tenet was trash. My fake secret is I think every episode of The Mandalorian is very good, and I just pretend that it's bad to, like, be all hipster and cool. My fake secret is that between the two of us, I'm actually the sensitive one who cares about other people <laughs> and wants everyone to know that no one's ever excluded. And I care for you. And Craig's the one who doesn't care about any of that stuff. How many more fake secrets do you want to do? We've been at this for five my, minutes. Yeah, I think if I didn't lose <laughs> the audience on that last one, then probably we need to end this because it's only going to get worse. Okay, okay. Um, thank you for hearing 
our fake secrets. It's never coming back. Those are all the secrets you get. Um, Next week, we are watching Edward Scissorhands for Christmas. And to continue, December. And if you don't think that Edward Scissorhands is a Christmas movie, then... We watched Hubie Halloween, so don't... Yeah. Come on, you can't be too like, upset. Kind of tracks. This is this is not the podcast to start holding people accountable, okay? You lost your chance to cancel me. You can't cancel me over something this stupid. So, we're watching it. There's snow in the movie. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Permanent Good. Uh, we post our movie schedules there when we figure them out, so you can get the whole month ahead of time if you need to plan for watching movies, if that's your deal. Um... Is there anything that you need to tell the people? Um, listen, I'm not one to beg. I'm not I one am. to tell you what to do. But you better subscribe to our personal Instagrams, Twitters, what have you. Like, follow, do whatever. Also, leave a review or don't leave a review. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you better do it. My personal, Alex the Goods, man. Craig's I'm permanent handle. Permanent I handle. say it twice every episode. And if you're not down the clown, what are you doing at this rodeo? That's all. Okay, well, we will see you next week. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. We'll see you next week. Bye. Adios.